Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Madhu Konezi. He's a founder and head of uh, Ice Cream Lab. The website is icecreamlabs.com. So, Madhu, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you? Good. Yeah, thank you for coming. So, um, oh, tell welcome. me about Ice Cream Labs. What do you guys do there? So, Ice Cream Labs is at a core an AI company, um, and we use AI, uh, mostly machine learning and deep learning, to solve um, sticky business problems. Um, so as right now, I mean, I think uh, all our customers are really excited about AI, uh, but really what they're looking at is how can I leverage AI to solve specific problems in, in my enterprise or my business? And so we've been able to successfully evolve, uh, uh, leverage AI really as a, as a technology, but really build layers of uh, solutions on top of it so we can go uh, help large businesses and enterprises solve problems. Um, so our first product is, is called Catalog IQ, and uh, what we do is uh, Catalog IQ is uh, really enabling uh, uh, a new way for retail uh, retailers to offer merchandising and really get into the uh, omni-channel and endless aisle business. Okay, so uh, can we get a little bit specific on that? So retailers offering merchandising, um, I don't know, let's say I have a, a, a clothing store. You know, and I do all my normal advertising, Facebook, in-store, and all that. What what would be the add-on that Ice Cream Labs would help me do that I'm not doing right now? Sure. So, so at, 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 if you look at uh, traditional retail, um, uh, the uh, the the product mix and the product assortment you could carry is really limited by the uh, the floor space you had. Uh, when you think about omni-channel and you think about e-commerce, uh, everybody is really talking about this concept called endless aisle, where I can carry any number of products because the cost of carrying the product is not correlated to the real estate, right? So um, right. When, when you start thinking about having a large assortment of products um, and especially offering this through mobile and e-commerce, um, the biggest challenge is really having uh, great quality product content um, for, for your entire product assortment. That's the first basic issue. Um, and this is important because customers need to find the products either on, on Google or any other search or your site search. Um, when, they, uh, when they actually look at the product information, they need to make sure that the information is accurate and uh, adequate for them to make the purchase decision. And then after they make the purchase, they make sure that they got the right product. Uh, the product was not represented, misrepresented so that uh, returns are low. Uh, so what we do is we use we, we apply AI to um, core product content, enrich product content, create additional metadata around product product content, and organize all the, the content and create relationships between with between the the data all using machine learning to create new kind of experiences for consumers in the store. And I, I can give you some some use cases from the simple to complex and how our platform can be used. Yeah, if you can. So that, yeah. So, so at, at, the, at, the, at, at the basic level, we help, like, you know, we help the large retailer scale their product catalog 
uh, about 15x over the last uh, 12 to 18 months. Um, so taking them from offering like a million products to um, hundreds of millions of products. Um, and uh, part of the challenge is how do you do this uh, in an automated fashion without hiring thousands of human beings to, to process and, and, and actually enrich the content. So we've helped them categorize the product, uh, improve the titles for the product, extract attributes for the product, and then complete the full content. So when, when the products appear on their store, consumers can actually find out um, information about the product that is complete and actually make purchase decisions. That's the kind of the core of uh, catalog, uh, our product catalog IQ. Um, the additional layers we've, uh, we've built over the uh, last several months is um, really um, around what we call our, our intelligent data mesh. Uh, how do I identify uh, relationships between the data and in, uh, in, in about products and then start creating new experiences. Um, so a good example for this is really around uh, the home furnishing products. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a, a style uh, uh, challenged person. I mean, I can't really figure out what is a modern chair or a, or a contemporary sofa. Uh, uh, but so what, what we've done is we've trained models to abstract all this data about furniture and furnishing. So the model knows what is a modern sofa, it knows what is a bohemian carpet, it knows what kind of artwork, is it uh, contemporary artwork or is it uh, 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 cubism and stuff like that. And what it does is when, when, when I'm looking at shopping for furniture, it doesn't ask me, do you want to know, do you want a modern chair or a bohemian chair? It, it helps me navigate through the product um, by asking me questions uh, visually, and then when I select it, can automatically uh, actually put together collections or give me like a mood board or a style board of all the furniture in that that would be acceptable to me or that I would like. So if I like a couch, it will tell me all the uh, other components that can go with it. It could be it'll tell me what is the cushion that goes with it. It tells me what's the rug I can put with it. I can tell me what kind of lamps go that go with it. Um, and it, this is done by looking at uh, thousands of data points and then actually building the relationship between these data points automatically. So it's like a, a, a salesperson online. You know, if you went into of, a yeah, store, yeah. There, yeah, if you went into a store, there might be a lady that would say, oh, what are you looking for? And, you know, you may walk through uh, different steps and, oh, I'm looking for something modern. Oh, well, you want to get an end table with this. You want to get a lampshade with that, but online you can have the same experience with AI is what you're saying. Exactly. And, and so you can, you can think about, uh, you know, you walk into a grocery store and you're thinking, uh, um, uh, I, I, I mean, you're thinking I want to make uh, vegan Peruvian food, a uh, vegan Peruvian dinner today. And then uh, you say, okay, let me pick up uh, the ingredients. And so this, this, uh, the, the our, our product can actually help you assist you through that process, right? I mean, it can help say, okay, hey, you have tomatoes in your basket. Uh, if you're going to make a vegan Peruvian dish, here are the other components you need to buy, and here is a potential recipe. And it can also give you things like, uh, this is it's got so much dietary uh, attributes to it. Here's your carb consumption, your calorie consumption. And you can say, no, I won't actually have a low-carb diet, and it can automatically adjust and start giving you, uh, helping you pick products that would suit that diet. Right, so it's, it's an intelligent 
uh, salesperson which has a lot of information and understands all the all the interconnects between the data points. How much, uh, you know, if, if I'm a, so let's say I sell, um, I don't know, let's say I sell again clothing. How do I make all the associations? How do I take all my salespeople's knowledge, my fashion knowledge and all that, and put it into my clothing that I have in my store? You know, how do I train this AI to do it without it being, you know, yeah. a mess? Yeah, so there are two parts to this. So what we do is we're constantly training it on um, the, the three areas, home, fashion, and food. Uh, so the, the, we're, we're creating, it's learning all the relationships between various components constantly, and we're doing that. Uh, and then we, we then transpose your store data or your product data. Um, and, and then what it does is it, it, it uses the knowledge it has and then it figures out what are the products you have in your store and then starts making those interconnects automatically. Does it just use customer buying data? You know, people that bought this also bought that, like Amazon? Or you know, how do you give it that, no. uh, that real customized knowledge so that it can perform well? Yeah, so, so we, we don't use any uh, customer data uh, or customer buying data. Uh, what we do is we use third-party data on things like, you now for, for food, we, we work with, uh, providers of data who put through put together things like recipes. Uh, we work with uh, people who license our content to us for understanding um, fashion styles or home styles. And uh, we actually we we train the models to understand the various components in the thing. And then the model has been trained to automatically detect. So it's really right now it's got to the point where we seeded it with some data. And now as we're feeding it more data, it's automatically finding the product, finding the pattern, finding how much metal is there, how much wood is there. Trying to, it'll, it'll figure out what is the shape of the leg, uh, what is the shape of a collar, or what is the neck type or the, or the shoulder type and all of these things. And then starts building those relationships automatically. And this is so why not include... Of, of, uh... Yeah, why not? Why not include data? I mean, it sounds like you have industry experts, which is great, you know, to help craft recipes and, like you said, help people with fashion. But why not also yeah. include data on what people buy for like a feedback loop to see if what yeah, your so, recommendations are doing is working or you know how people are responding to it. Yeah, so we do we do measure the impact of of our recommendations and 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 the way we organize products. We do measure that. Um, and the, we'd, we'd love to start incorporating customer buying behavior and buying data. Uh, there are two points to it. One is I think there is um, a general privacy issue, which we want to be very cognizant of. And the second thing is I think most of the retailers and customers are very touchy about sharing sharing that data easily. Uh, for the customers who do share, we can incorporate it. Um, if they don't want to share it, they're fine without it. Okay, but you do plan to do it at least maybe in, in an anonymized way or an aggregate way in, at yeah. some point in the future, right? Yeah, they, they, those are the easy ones. If you, if, if you have customer data that's anonymized, that's easy to integrate into this. What's, um, exactly. So is this, de is this de deployed in certain companies? You know, you don't have the name of the company, but is it out there being used right now, your system? And what kind of uh, unexpected results are you getting or what kind of positive results are you getting? Uh, so yeah, so we've been uh, we've right now working with large retailers uh, uh, in the in these three departments: the home, uh, fashion, and food space. Uh, so we're seeing some really. Um, uh, I mean, so one of the things that we saw is you know how important a complete product data is to 
uh, customer buying behaviors. Um, so uh, the simplest thing we saw was, you know, when we have certain attributes associated with the product, how it has impact on sales. So we've seen sales of, of the same product go up anywhere from 25% to 200% when you have certain things that are associated with the product that are, are generated or shown to the consumer. Uh, so these are things that we've seen. I mean, this is uh, uh, a big unexpected thing. The second thing is, I think, um, what we found is the more the models tend to be a lot more consistent than our, uh, when you compare it to even industry experts. Uh, so a good example is if you take furniture as an example, uh, we've, have, we've had um, tests where we show the model of a bunch of pieces of furniture and we show this to a panel of uh, architects or interior designers, and the model tends to be tend to be more consistent than the group of experts on the panel. Hmm. Okay. So, w what do you see as the refinements in the future to this? Um, you know, how good is the AI at at delighting customers and figuring out what they want? Like, what do the customers tell you or tell these companies? Do they feel like they have a better experience? Do they still, uh, you know, want uh, a live person? I mean, what's their feedback? Yeah, I think I think I think AI is not replacing the the last mile human touch. Uh, I think it's empowering um, the human connect to be a lot more powerful uh, with a lot more information and data. So that's one thing that we've noticed. Uh, I don't think, uh, and I don't think we can see that it can be. This can be a a fully automated system without human touch. Um, there will be the need for for human touch. So that's one 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 big thing that we realize. Um, so really what the way we think about our, our solutions are really uh, empowering the humans, um, uh, either the consumer or the store associate, to um, get access to more information and make decisions, uh, make more informed decisions and make them faster. Okay, so we're, right, so we're not sure exactly yeah. yet, but okay. Um, what other industries do you see that uh, really need this kind of a solution that you're not in right now? Um, We've, we've, uh, we've had some conversations around uh, similar things in the industrial uh, MRO auto parts space. Uh, again, because the, the products are a little more complex, understanding and, and buying the products is a, is a nuance of visual experience. So that's, that's an area. But, uh, but we haven't really done much work there yet, uh, other than a couple of uh, experiments. Uh, but I think retail itself is, is, is a big enough opportunity for us. I think changing changing the way the retail operations run and changing the way um, uh, consumers connect, uh, both with the retailers and the products, uh, is, a, is still a big opportunity. So I think we're, we're still, we've still got a long way to go. Mm, okay. And what, why do you call the company uh, Ice Cream Labs, by the way? Uh, yeah, so we, we wanted something that was fun and quirky, uh, we said for the first couple of years that the name of the company is all we could uh, we could really invest in terms of marketing dollars. Um, so uh, the real story is I mean, I couldn't come up with any anything that was uh, close to being fun and quirky and memorable. So I asked my son who was uh, nine years then. Uh, he was looking at me and he was asking why I was stressed. So I said, hey, why don't you come up with a name for me? And he said, okay, I'll give you a name if you give me 50% of the profits. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I said, "What, is, what does a nine-year-old know about profit? Right? He doesn't know. He doesn't know what a profit is." So I thought I can, I can agree to that deal. Uh, but you know, he, he still, 
you still ask me about his profit sharing even today. That's cool. That's that's cool. Though. I mean, it's a good sign that he's interested in that kind of stuff. You know, it's a good name too. Sometimes the best names come from uh, or the best ideas come from kids. You know, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. So I think for, I mean, really for us, is I think we wanted it to be something that's positive. We we can connect with all for love ice cream, um, and really, I mean, that's it's, we we can leave the name behind and people don't forget it, right? So it's a uh, it's, it's yeah. a good uh, good investment in our marketing and branding for the first couple of years. What about um, taking this from online into the the real world experience? You know, food can go into restaurants or uh, places where you shop. You know, like. Is there? Are you working on a way to have the AI um, present in stores where people can use it? Yeah. So, so the one one area we're working on now is extending um, from online to offline um, through the consumer mobile. So, can we give? Um, can we create an experience when people are shopping in a store um, and give them possibilities and options that are far wider than what products are available in the store. So if I'm looking at a bottle of wine, can I uh, suggest cheeses or other products that can go with the wine that may not be in the store but available online uh, based on understanding of that particular product and and tailoring it around that. Um, or like I said, you know, if, I, if I'm looking at a, um, I'll say, um, a checkered shirt in a store, can I understand what, other ensembles I can put together or styles or fits I can put together with that checkered shirt and then maybe have the consumer order it online and, and, and get shipped home along with uh, while I pick up the shirt in the store. Uh, so there are lots of, lots of different extensions to uh, things. So I can go to a store, take a picture of the shirt, and then it gives me um, uh, and say, hey, I want to go wear it for, for a party this weekend, and it'll, it'll start giving me options. Uh, that can be bought online along with the shirt and, and combined and brought in, right? So these are the kind of extensions we're mm. thinking about. Um, also kind of uh, looking at the home furnishing space, uh, how we can leverage augmented reality to kind of create these experiences in the home for the for the consumer. And so that's a, that's something we're working on and hopefully have something in the six, nine months period. Oh, that'll be cool with home furnishings because then you could literally yeah. see where it would be in your house and what it would look like and does it fit you know, can we get that couch exactly. through the door? Oh, that's really cool. That's a great integration. Yeah. So the thing is, I think, I mean, it's, it's cool, but I think where we are, uh, where the gap is really the experience, right? So we're having a, a truly, uh, an experience that people feel comfortable with and can put their money behind is where the challenge is. And we're, we're still far away from it and working on it and slowly chopping away. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've always thought of online stores as just, uh, it's like walking into a store with no one in there. You know, there's products in the shelves, but you're like, hello, hello. And, you know, so far the best I've seen is live chat or you could call them on the phone maybe, but it's still a, not a great experience because there's no one there to help you. So it sounds like your AI yeah. acts as like that uh, personal shopper that's there with you helping you, advising you, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. So, Madhu, how can people find out more about Ice Cream Labs and talk to you if they want to, you know, to use your solution for their company? What's the best way to get in touch? Uh, so, they can, uh, you can all visit our website, icecreamlabs.com. Uh, you can uh, connect with us. You can just send an email to connect at icecreamlabs.com and one of us will get back to you. We're also on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all at uh, Ice Cream Labs. So, uh, please find us. 
uh, send us your comments and send us your thoughts. Uh, we'd love to hear from from you guys. And remember, 50 cents of every dollar goes to your son, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a profit. So I can, I can get, uh, uh, yeah, I can work on the profit you. definition. That's great. Well, my yeah. dude, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. Take care. Bye. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.